Well, tonight we're gonna have a pizza party. Pizza party, pizza party, pizza party, pizza party, pizza party, pizza party. Hello, pizza faces. Welcome back to another episode of Gimme Pizza, a Mary Kane Ashley podcast. I'm your host, Amity Hansen. Today on the podcast, I have Arielle back. She's back. We're going to get into some, not as focused on Mary Kane Ashley, but I mean, Opera- Operation Varsity Blues, Lori Laughlin, Aunt Becky. We watched some Full House, talk about how it ties in to the scandal. It's a fun episode. Uh, I will warn you, if you are a hardcore Candace Cameron Burr stan, this episode might not be for you. I'm just going to say it. Come in with an open mind and an open heart as always, but keep that in mind. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, well, get into it. I'm good. Um, Sorry, I actually was not recording. I now we're recording. (laughs) I was like, wait, where's the... Where are the lines? But yeah, no, okay. I'm good. It is a nice day here too, actually. It's very That's nice out. It's, it's such a nice feeling to have a nice day on a Saturday. I don't know. Did you work today though? No, I don't work weekends anymore. Oh, that's good. I have a yeah, nice – now I have a nice – I have a 6.30 to 3 job. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty early. But it's not bad. Are you a morning person? I'm not like specifically. I wouldn't call myself a morning person. I'm like a morning. I can be up in the morning. Yeah. And at my work, like there was a point where I was riding the bus with a girl that I work with. And I always felt so bad because I just like did not want to talk to her. I don't want to talk to anyone in the morning. Like on my commute. (laughs) I'm just like for the first hour, like the first 30 minutes at my work, I just like, I'm like, hi. Okay. Bye. Like, I don't want to say anything to you. I'm tired. But I always yeah, felt really bad, like, riding the bus with her because I felt like she wanted to, like, on our walk to work, I thought she was, like, wanting to talk to me. And I was just like, sorry, I'm, I have my podcast in for my music. Oh, that's okay. I mean, I think but, that hour is so early that people are very understanding. Yeah. But now I ride my bike. <laughs> so how's the new house? Last time we talked, I think you had just, like – Right? You had like kind of just moved in? Yeah. How long have you been there? Yeah, we moved in in January and exactly a month later um, got our puppy. So we yes, that's right. officially settled, officially just, you know, like everything. We have furniture in every room. So that's a plus. That was not the, always the case. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a long time to buy stuff. I don't know. Because I, I get... I don't know if you're like this, but I get overwhelmed if if I'm in a store and I'm like, okay, I need to buy something. And it doesn't really matter what it is, but I'll get overwhelmed and be like, but wait, what if I see something else somewhere else that I like more? And then I buy this and then I'm stuck with it. And it's just so making decisions that big and small is, is tough for me. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I agree. I hate making. We just made like a pretty big purchase on a chair. It's, it was you, so it wasn't like a big, like, big kid purchase. Like, it was half the price. But that's great. But it still was, like, trying to figure out which chair to buy. Yeah. It was, like, months-long process. Yeah. It's, like, because you you don't want to get stuck with something that doesn't look good because then you kind of feel like you have to keep it. And you're, like, well, I paid for this and I don't love it. It's – I don't know. That, none of that stuff really comes naturally to me. So this whole process of 
like having to furnish a house is, um, I don't know, some people, I think it just comes very naturally to, and I'm not one of them, but I'm very happy that at least we have everything. And then, you know, if in five years we hate stuff, we can just start, you know, replacing and you can just start over, just burn it all, (laughs) burn it to the ground. (laughs) Yeah, no, otherwise though, I'm, I'm so good. Just, you know, doing my thing, getting settled, trying to, um, you know, be a puppy parent, which is very exhausting, (laughs) but fun. Puppy parent. Yes. Yes. Very fun. Cool. Glad we got to catch up on that. And now to get into the juicy bits of the episode, I guess, uh, cheating and the scandal. Look, Mrs. Jacobs, we have to be honest. Well, I have to be honest. We may have, well, he may have embellished, lied a bit on our application. Honest. She's been on this honesty kick all week. Well, so the funny thing is, I yeah. when I when I heard about this, the fact that Lori Laughlin was involved in some sort of cheating scandal. I don't know about you, but I, well, I love. I mean, I love celebrity gossip. I love. I love all of it. I love pop culture, but it just felt like such a nice, um, a nice scandal. Like the news is so bleak these days. Yeah. It was refreshing. Yeah, it was refreshing to have some, I mean, look, it was, it was not a victimless crime and obviously it was what they, all these people did was, was very bad, but something about this like celebrity crime coming in a wave of, of just news that is so icky and all the time was just like, wow, this is fun. Like, like I I know it, it did feel fun. It was like, I I just remember feeling like, oh no, it's too good to be true. This type of scandal. Because <laughs> it's all like they, I mean, yeah, it's, it, you're right. It's not a victimless crime, but it wasn't like, I don't know. It was still, and it definitely wasn't it, like innocence, the wrong word, but it wasn't like gruesome. Yes. Yeah. It's, I think as a nation, we needed something scandalous that was just not so dark. And, and I, exactly. I love it so much. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's, there's the, you know, we have to put the, uh, precursor on there that it is not something to approve of doing. However, it, no, it, absolutely it's not. so fun. And I cannot wait for the inevitable like Netflix miniseries in five years. <laughs> oh, I know. I can't wait for the, yes, the inevitable. I just would love a Hallmark. Like I want Lori Laughlin to be able to play herself. Yeah. <laughs> but she's They've cut all ties. I, I mean, I know. For now, I don't. I have my theories. I mean, we can talk about like the whole thing, but I have my theories about what will happen uh, with her. Oh yeah, what's the? Well, I mean, we can. I mean, I, however you want to. If you want to talk about Full House, we fully are not talking about Full House, but I guess it's pretty related. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, this the reason to watch these Full House episodes was to like tie it back. To talk about the varsity, what is it called? Operation, the varsity blues. Yeah, Operation Varsity Blues. Oh, our operation. That's right. <laughs> oh, such a good. Is that that's the official name, right? I believe it. That is. the FBI gave it. Yes, which is wild. I mean, I haven't seen Blues <laughs> probably since it came out, and so I should have. 
I, I'm actually surprised that more people haven't revisited that movie in, uh, you know, after this, but um, it is like, it's wild to me that that little like teen movie from 1999 is now the name of this major scan. Like it's just, it checks all my boxes really. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen Varsity Blues actually. So I'm going to have to go and and watch it. Uh, I, I've never seen it. Yeah. In light of this, like sure, definitely watch it. But if you, like, I wouldn't sit here and be like, oh, you, you need to see that movie. It's kind of, you need to revisit it. No, it's not really, uh, it, I'm sure it doesn't really stand the test of time, but it's, it's a teen movie and it's from a, an era of great teen movies. I just don't know if it's considered one of them. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That's a good, uh, good point. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, what are your theories on? Well, I think specifically with Lori Laughlin, but also probably with Felicity Huffman, who who I'm a little bit less familiar with. I never watched Desperate Housewives. I don't know if you did. No, I didn't. Uh, yeah, it, it never really appealed to me. I've seen her like in, in a few movies, but that's kind of... It was such a mom show. That's all I know. It was such like a mom. when it was on... It was just only moms watched it. Yeah, it was definitely like I think maybe if it was on now, I'm no, that's that's a lie. I wouldn't watch it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I might tune in for an episode, but I it's it's not really my thing. But I think specifically with Lori Laughlin, the way I see it going, because of how Hollywood is very, it's very easy for famous people to sort of go away for a little bit after they've done something wrong, even men who do disgusting, gross, awful, horrible things like, you know, if Aziz Ansari and Louis CK are out here selling out, you know, comedy shows, I don't see any reason why Lori Laughlin can't quietly go away for a while and then come back yeah. and do some tearful interview on like Good Morning America, where she talks about how she just wanted the best for her kids and she didn't mean any harm and she knows what she did was wrong. I am certain that she, she will be fine. Like, I believe that. Yeah, I agree. I think that, um, yeah, I agree. I think it'll be, I'll be okay. I don't think she, she's not going to serve any real like prison no, time definitely not no and I think that yeah she'll 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 come back in a few years and it'll be like I mean there's gonna be another scandal I feel like we haven't even had an update in weeks yeah it's true and so everyone's forgetting about it it's being swept under the rug yeah just like it's you know out with the old news cycle it's gonna be fine she's gonna be fine she's gonna get like a contract with the like lifetime probably yeah she there there is no wasn't she she was on hallmark she was on hallmark and i think she i mean she was major on hallmark though like i when i was doing all my research she has her own show on there but she also stars in a ton of their movies which is like she she's their total demographic it really is funny because this whole thing could have been written as a hallmark or lifetime movie and oh absolutely absolutely it's so wild i yeah damn and it's um and you know the the one thing that i learned um that i really didn't know and i i chalk this up to me sort of being a little bit not older than well yeah kind of but i didn't realize that this that these youtube influencers like i knew her daughters were youtube influencers but i didn't realize that they had 
such a following. I don't know. I, I didn't even, I've never heard of, I had never heard of Olivia Jade. Yeah, I had only yeah. heard of her as Lori Laughlin's daughter. I didn't know that she actually had a following of her own. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know who I figured that Lori Laughlin had a daughter, but I had, like no concept of who they would have been yeah. or like who she was. And then, yeah, just the fact that she had like those YouTube people have such big followings and have enough pool to like make, you know, makeup lines and all that shit is just blows my mind yeah it's it makes me feel very old because it's just yeah same it's a world I just know nothing about I've never in my life even watched so much as a makeup tutorial on YouTube no never it's just like it's it's fascinating to me so that is what I was most surprised by because because I get that there's these girls on Instagram that have you know millions of followers and they just like you know get fashion nova to bring them clothes and then they pose in them and whatever like I I knew about that but I did not know that they were I guess considered like real genuine celebrities like I like it's weird I'm expect especially amongst the teens the teens like I've been working with the the children's theater I've been working with I'm working with all these teenagers and their culture is just mind-blowing it's insane they are just like so. I want to ask them about all of their favorite influencers, all their favorite because I I don't like YouTube. I don't watch YouTube. Yeah, I don't either. I will watch it if I like. I don't know. Like today, I was like, oh, remember the grape grape stomping video? And I opened up YouTube, and yeah. that was like the last. <laughs> I only look up YouTube to find specific videos, Same. and I just couldn't imagine like subscribing to channels and like watching hours upon hours of makeup tutorials and caring about Olivia Jade's life. It's, it, it, I guess it's like, if I'm trying to relate it to the way things used to be, I guess it's sort of the equivalent, the today equivalent of how, I mean, when I, I don't know if you did this, but when I was a teen, I was obsessed with like reading magazines. And so I would, Every single week, my parent, like my mom, would bring home tabloids and fashion magazines. Whatever. <laughs> I love that your mom. I just picture your mom just <laughs> bringing home a stack. <laughs> They're here. Like, it, 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 it sounds funny, but like she subscribed to every single magazine on the planet, and so I just would would read them, and then that's how all of that just all of that information just got burned into my brain because I would just get so engrossed. I mean, with anything, with the Olsen twins, with, um, with anything. And so I, I guess it's sort of the equivalent of that. It just almost, it feels scarier because there's just so much out there. And I really feel for teenagers having to, and young kids having to exist in this world where you see somebody like Olivia Jade, who is obviously extraordinarily wealthy and has access to privilege that most of us will never dream of. And I kind know. of being like, this is how I live my life. So this is how you should. It's like, yikes. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's, it's just, I, 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 every time I think about like teens today, I just feel so nervous and sad because it's the, like social media is just such a, uh, I don't even like a, it's a minefield. And I, you know, even something like this news getting out so fast at all times, 
Like I could only imagine, and not that I feel bad for any of the people involved in this, because obviously they did something they should not have done, but I could not mm-hmm. imagine just, you know, getting, having all this happen in your life and then having the entire world, you know, flooding your page with comments and attacking you. And Oh, I know. I couldn't, <sighs> what an overwhelming existence. I'm so happy that I don't have. Yeah, me too. <laughs> It's just that I'm not so, bad. so, so bizarre and scary. And like, and it just feels like there's, there's nothing you can do. Like, well, you, you are just out there and people can say whatever they want. And, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's just, it's such a different, it's a different world than the one that I am used to and the one I grew up in. And obviously that, you know, every adult says that, but thinking about right. kids, I just like, I just feel, did you see, um, the movie eighth grade? Yes, I loved eighth grade. It was so good and so heartbreaking. So good. So real. I keep thinking about that in this. Maybe it's because she actually did you know that the um the girl in the movie was watching an Olivia Jade YouTube? No. Yeah, that's one of the things they kind of Is it in is it like in the I can't remember. Like is it do you see the video? Yeah, I think it's in the movie. You do, if I can recall correctly, it's in the beginning. She, you, you like see her okay. watching a tutorial, and the tutorial she's watching is an Olivia Jade one. That is insane. <laughs> I just like, yeah, I just can't believe like of of Lori Lot. Like, if you're the child of Lori Laughlin, yeah, you decide that what you want to be when you grow up is a makeup YouTube youtuber (laughs) (laughs) like the reach for the stars because like you know just yeah she's just yeah you know I have all of this like access to all of these you know this education and this the wealth and everything and I'm just gonna sit in my room and make youtube like makeup tutorials that seems like a good use of my time the other thing and then this sort of um links back to full house is this sort of um parental pressure i think that this unearthed the yeah. which is that you know obviously not every kid is destined to go to college or even not. do well at yeah. school but why are we placing Kimmy Gibbler for example right exactly yeah exactly Kimmy Gibbler like like why are we placing so much pressure on kids to follow one path when somebody like Olivia Jade doesn't need to go to college, she can do literally whatever she wants. Like, why would her parents feel like that sort of pressure to get their kid into a certain school? It has to be this school. It can't be ASU. Like, how dare they? And yeah, like it's just I, I would hope that that will in time sort of change and people will acknowledge that not every kid needs to go to college and then that's perfectly fine if they don't. Oh yeah. I mean, really. Truly. And I, yeah, I mean, going back to full house, I guess we can like start talking about those episodes in a minute. Cause they were just, they, they struck really true oh, to the situation yeah. at hand. Um, did. <laughs> but yeah, I think like, you know, you look at like Kimmy Gibbler. She, I, I don't know. Do you watch Fuller House or did you watch Fuller House? Uh, I don't. I, I watched, I think the first season or parts of the first season and I gave up cause it was just too much for me. <laughs> it's a lot. I can't watch it. Um, I don't know if I've watched it. Like I've, I've never like f- watched any episode with a full attention span. Yeah. I don't think. Like, it's always been on while I'm doing other stuff. Yeah. But, you know, 
obviously this is just a TV show, but Kimmy was going to go to clown college. She didn't go to college, right? Like maybe she did in the world of the show. She went to, you know, night school. I don't know. But she turned out, I think, better than DJ. Yeah. Just with, you know, more of a head on her shoulders. DJ's still a nightmare. It's, you know, it's when, when I, when we decided to do this and I watched, um, I ended up just kind of putting an entire season of Full House on shuffle on the TV and I was just watching it while I was um, doing other things. And I, it, it's, <laughs> this is going to sound awful, but my, I, I love Full House. Like I, to this day, it makes me laugh. It's so cheesy. Like it, to me, it's like mm-hmm. a bowl of mac and cheese. It's so comforting, but it's <laughs> I know it is. It really is and I, a bowl of mac and cheese. Right? It really is. It's like a TV version of a bowl of mac and cheese. And, and I do, I thoroughly enjoy it. And I hadn't watched it in a while because um, I used to watch it before bed, actually every night because it used to be on Nick at night. And then yes. they, yes, yes, they yes. got rid of mm-hmm. it. And so I truly haven't seen it in a while. So watching it was, was fun. Um, but my, the, <laughs> I, I actually really do like DJ in the show, but my view yeah. on Candace Cameron, who I cannot stand, is like so clouded by it that I think that's one of the reasons I could never get into Fuller House because I know what she's like as a person. And I'm like, nope, I can't do this. I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I um, I got to say, I also, you know, I hate to say it, but it's like, because I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast are really, they really love Candace Cameron. They love Candace Cameron. And I just can't, she's so insufferable. And I'm sorry. I know. I know. I'm so, sorry to all of those who out there really like her. I'm sure you have your reasons and that's perfectly fine. We're not judging. You know, if you relate to her in any way, you know, keep on, keep on. Keeping on with that one. It's tough for me to separate her from DJ now. For some reason, I don't know why. Yeah, I can separate it in the early episode, in like Full House, in the OG Full House. I can easily separate because I I really do love her character in Full House. Yeah, me too. I think she was such a great big sister, but then in in Fuller House, I I cannot stand her. Yeah. She's always like – she's. I just hate the way she like carries herself in it. Yeah. She's just like, I'm so hot now. And it's like, great if you think you're hot now, but it's like the way, like, I feel like it impairs her acting. Yeah. Cause she's always like wanting to look a certain way. Yeah. She's, uh, she's, she's a trip. But, um, I, the, when we were watching the, uh, the SAT episode, I, um, where she DJ is, days away from taking the SAT and Kimmy is sort of like, Oh, I don't really care. You know, it's just a test. And yeah. And DJ, poor DJ, poor sweet DJ is just like losing her mind. Like I got to go. She's absolutely losing her mind. Yes. And it's, it's a great example. Like I don't, you know, I think that the entire Tanner family did a great job of trying to sort of talk her off the ledge, but it definitely was right. It it brought me back to being in high school and feeling like this one test was going to determine so much of my future and getting into, you know, the best school I could get into was so important. And uh, what school did you go to? Did you go, you went to college? I did. Yeah. I, I, I actually um, wanted to go to NYU at first and did not get in 
And I transferred. I started at a state school after a year and a half and transferred to NYU. Um, but I, I mean, I can remember feeling like like the world was going to collapse on itself when I didn't get in the first time. I didn't apply to any college. Yeah, it's it's just it's such a you like you people are kids are just made to feel like you have to do everything that you know one textbook guide to something, and it's like it's just not true. Yeah, I re- yeah I remember when I can't remember when I took the SATs. I know I did. I think I took the ACT and the SAT, and I did not do very well. Yeah, it's. It, I, I feel like most didn't study. Don't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't study. I didn't do well. I remember my mom telling me that I, my grades were like my scores were so low, I was not going to get into any colleges. And I was like, okay, I guess I won't apply to any colleges. Yeah. And then I didn't apply. I would have, but then I looked at my scores when I was applying to schools as an adult. And I had to go look at my scores and my mom found them and I looked them up and they were fine. They were fine scores. They're like middle of the road. I could have gone into a fine school with those SAT scores. Yeah, I could not tell you. But it's the pressure. I could not tell you what I got on the SATs, nor, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure whatever I got, it wasn't high enough for, you know, my my insanely NYU dream. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't high enough. But at the end of the day, it's like, did I need to take a full year of SAT prep classes? Probably not. But yeah, like that's that's what everybody did. And that's what I thought I was supposed to do. And those that time probably could have been better spent. Uh, you know, I don't know. I Actually, going back to this, I heard the other day that now I can't remember what schools, but certain high schools are offering classes to kids um, that are like actually useful. So like they're going to oh yeah put more of an emphasis on, um, you know, budgeting and finance and like mental health and, 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 and bullying and things that like people actually need to know versus, you know, um, the square root of whatever and how to do proof yeah. and things like that. Like, like we need that. We like, that's what we need. A year of SAT prep is useless. You need to know how to budget and finance and, um, you know, check in with your mental health. Oh God. Uh, no, truly, truly. I, I did take a, uh, a home ec class that was like, um, yeah, we learned how to do cooking and we learned how to do sewing. And I think that was it. We had like two, but yeah, we didn't learn any other things. I think I took, a- we learned how to scrapbook. You also made a scrapbook. Yeah, like that, like very fun and cute, but like definitely not. I I didn't learn how to cook until I moved out on my own, truly. Really? Yeah. Ryan still doesn't know how to cook. Oh, it's okay. (laughs) He doesn't know. I mean, I don't mean to put him on blast. He's probably not listening. But (laughs) the other day he asked me how to heat up soup from a can. You know I was like on the but, we don't have a microwave, so I was like on the stove. It, but you know what? There are still times where I am cooking. Like now, I've been cooking on my own for several years. But there are still times where I think to myself, "Am I am I chopping this onion right? Like, is there a better way, or am I just doing it because this is how I thought I should do?" Like, it's these are things I think people kids need to know. Like somebody teaching you how. Oh to yeah, chopping. How do you chop an onion? It's okay. You know, he also didn't know the difference between an onion and garlic. 
Oh, it's okay. So we're doing good. We're doing okay. I think like, you know, this, the basics. Yeah, it's, you know, it's everybody I, I do believe needs to be on their own path. And not everybody, uh, not everything comes naturally to everybody, but I- no, you're right. Especially to men. Yeah, it's, true. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> you know, not a lot. I, it, like it's watching Full House just, you know, reminded me that this that this whole college scandal really did happen for a reason. And that reason is that, you know, the parents in Lori Laughlin's neighborhood, bougie neighborhood, I'm sure all their kids were going to top colleges. And she probably felt like, well, you know, my kid's really successful doing what she does, but still got to get her into the best school that I can. I know. Gotta, gotta, you know, that's like where it ties into with uh, that first episode, the, um, the preschool oh, one. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called. It's like, stay true to your preschool. I think is what the episode is called. Yeah. Be true to your preschool. <laughs> yeah. Be true to your preschool. And I mean, just we meet these, you know, this family that we've never seen before. They're like, seem like they're like couple like how do they even know each other I don't even understand I don't know they must have they must not have through pre, not through child care because right. the kids have never met yeah exactly it must be neighbors or people I I don't know but yeah yeah and then they had you know Cooper the wonderkind who knew how to say his ABC I know <laughs> and there's something so creepy about like little kids like three-year-olds who can talk like adults yeah it's true I don't like it I don't like when there's like some cho- like a toddler who can for- like is super smart. I don't like it at all. It makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's well, it's it's definitely weird because it's like you you know that that like it's it's great to have a super smart kid, but the the way things go, it's only setting them up to just constantly feel under pressure to maintain. Yeah, or be a dick all the yeah. time. <laughs> if they're like, yeah, I was a savant. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, if like there's a kid who's just like been told their whole life how smart they are, that of course when they grow up, they're gonna be just jerks, right? Like it has to. Be. That has to be the truth. Yeah, it's. Um, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I, it was definitely that that episode was just so it was so on the nose. Um, but the funny thing was that you know it was actually. I mean, everybody likes to bring it up now in light of this major scandal, but. Lori Laughlin, I mean, uh, Aunt Becky was the one that didn't know in the episode. No, she didn't know. Oh, the tables have turned. She was totally in the dark and she had no idea that her husband completely lied on his kid's preschool application that they, what did he say? They yeah. spoke three languages or something? He said that they were um, um, ex- incredibly lingual or was it? <laughs> yeah. It was, it was something like that. They were like, not trilingual, but unbelievably lingual. Yeah. Oh my God. And they played the bassoon. <laughs> And um, that they were an ambassador, that Jesse was an ambassador. Yeah. Oh, yes. I just, um, yeah, there was some, yeah, that was so funny that, and they knew, I mean, they knew, the school knew that they were lying, but they still, that to me was weird. I'm like, you're going to still interview them, even though you know that they're lying, you're going to waste that time. Yes. And it was very creepy that they were watched without their knowledge. I feel like that's very not allowed. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, that was super weird. And also the Jesse, I hated Uncle Jesse's outfit. I hated it. Yeah. Did you notice it? It was like a suit, pants, and like a suit blazer, and it was all really baggy. But then the shirt he was wearing was like – and with each shot, it seemed like the zipper was in a different place. It was like a zip down, like down to like the chest, and it was always zipped really low or it would get higher. Yeah, it was – It was a bad look. I mean, so many of the looks in that show are bad, but that one definitely takes one of the cakes for sure. (laughs) I think that was definitely the worst outfit. And I was like, really, Jesse, you're going to be making this big, big first impression to get your kids into this fancy school, which was the same interior as Michelle's preschool, right? Yes, it was. (laughs) I was like, "Um, wow, uh, good job, guys. Way to be consistent there. I I wanted the school to be like look like it was some sort of private boarding school on the inside. Yeah, it should have looked very um, sh- leafy, like uh, elite, and it definitely didn't. Yeah, it just looked like some random public preschool. Yeah, I don't know if pu- if preschools are ever public now. They're so they're so expensive, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I, it was, I, I thought I was like, wow, like they, I mean, I know they do that in a lot of shows where they just kind of reuse the sets, but it was so blatantly obvious, especially because. Yeah, they didn't even try to make it different. Right. It was exactly the same. Good job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and the like side plot of Kimmy and the, her car and her brother's car. Yes. Uh, there were, crime was in abundance in this episode with, with them, uh, the stamp? The, yeah. No, that was the second. That was the later one. Yeah, that, that was the later right? one. But but beauty in this one, um, in the beginning, Michelle and Stephanie were stealing DJ's diary. I was like, God. I know. Crime is in abundance. <laughs> like, they are a mischievous, a mischievous family. Which is funny because in these episodes, always the moral compass was Aunt Becky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was literally always, I guess that's what makes this real life scandal so flawless is because she was always like of this truly wholesome cast of people. She was somehow always the most wholesome, even with Candace, like, you know, Bible thumping Cameron Bure. She was (laughs) the most wholesome of all of them, which I guess is why this world is so captivated by what happened because it's like, I know. Yeah. She did seem like she was just always, yeah, she was always the moral compass. That episode where, um, she, I think it was, um, did DJ sneak out of the house or someone snuck out of the house? Oh no. Okay. It was like the babysitting episode. I can't remember, but DJ or Aunt Becky kept the secret Yeah, and then she came clean because she just couldn't, it was something like that. I couldn't. I can't remember. What a useless anecdote. No. But. Yeah. She. I. The one thing that I that I didn't that I actually thought was really weird was um, Joey was like pressuring Uncle Jesse to. He's like, well, you know, I mean, after the after they were talking with Cooper's parents and they were like, well, you are looking into preschool for your kid, right? It's the most expensive. I mean, most expensive, the most important decision you can make. And they were like, eh. and then. Joey is like, you know, you have to set your kids up for success and they have. And and I was like, dude, what? Like, Joey, where is this coming from? Like, why are you encouraging this like life, this foundation of lies to begin at preschool? And then they get in. They get into the school, which I don't. 
I'm like, why the hell would they have gotten in? Yeah. If you lied on an application and then got caught, you wouldn't, your kids would not be let in. They would be like, "Mm, nice try, but no. It must've been like, you know, I mean, they are kind of, Becky is, you know, the breadwinner. Maybe she slipped a, a hundo into the, the pockets of that, uh, principal or dean or whatever that lady was the principal of the preschool (laughs) i like how they just like take them into the back they're like okay now we're gonna give them a private test yeah (laughs) it's like what um definitely just a wild plot that is um that takes on a new meaning i guess all these years later it does (laughs) and um i i was like oh my gosh becky or Lori Laughlin must have felt inspired yeah. <laughs> by these episodes to like, she's like, oh, how am I going to get, how am I going to get my kids who are dumb as rocks <laughs> to go to a nice college, even if it's not the best college, at least a state school. Like, how do I make sure that they can stay in state and not have to be shipped off to ASU? Oh <laughs> and she must have been like picking her brain, picking her brain and like, oh, yes, that full house episode stay true to your preschool which is so it's so I mean going back to it's so funny because I like rich people have bought their kids into college for as long as colleges have existed and yet she somehow picked like all she had to do was buy some books for the library or buy a couple laptops or something right buy a yeah that's all why did she feel like she had to do the SAT thing. That's what I don't understand. Yeah, it's very, very, very strange. Did Was it like more simple than having to like, did she think it would leave less of a paper trail? Like, I don't get it. I don't, it's truly, it, it's, it, it's all so astounding. I like, I, I love it. I want to know all the details. I cannot wait for it to kind of unfold. And, you know, th- nothing is going to happen to, like, I think most of them are going to get a slap on the wrist and, you know, Right. They maybe have to, what I don't like is I'm like, okay, so they get in trouble. Maybe they'll get fined or whatever, but that money is going to go to like, where will that money go? Yeah. It's not going to go to like students. Well, I heard that somebody was suing for some. Yeah. I've heard that they were suing as well. And it's like, yeah, I mean, we get it. You know, obviously they, you know, I just feel like they, you know, these kids that clearly didn't want to be in these schools or didn't, uh, didn't deserve to be in them stole, you know, spots from kids who legitimately have like fought their way in and still can't get in and and don't have the resources and the the finances to actually go, even if they do get in. So I I get it. I get the outrage, but at the same time, it's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if that lawsuit will have much standing. Yeah, probably not. (laughs) Probably not. But we'll see. I, I it's it's been fascinating to watch unfold. Definitely a nice change of pace from the normal uh just debauchery that goes on these days. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, something about these episodes like that that really, you know, bummed me out was they weren't very Michelle heavy. They didn't have like Michelle side plots. Yeah, that's true. That's all I have to say about it. <laughs> I'm like, how can we <laughs> You know, I uh, wish that there was, you know, like, why couldn't they have had, you know, Michelle be scamming her way into a, I don't know, t- 
teaching the boy. No, she does teach the boys how to lie in the was it the second yeah. in the test episode? Mm-hmm. How she's trying to get them to like Indiana Jones those brownies on a plate. Yeah. Oh yeah. Stealing stealing diaries and being mean to nerds. Yeah, she was definitely a bit devious in as she as she got older. Um I think really Stephanie wasn't I don't know, was she? Did she try some devious? No, not really. She was pretty good-hearted, I think. Yeah, except when she stole. She was like the, you know, the the mastermind behind stealing um, DJ's diary. And then there was, you know, she would steal She would steal her clothes. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, but most for the most part, you know, she pierced your ears. That was about it. <laughs> yeah. She pierced her ears against Danny's wishes. They got infected. Although yeah, she, she was kind of a... She did get caught um, smoking in the bathroom. Oh, that's right. That's right. Candy. <laughs> she was. She tried to be bad, but, you know, and you would think with, like, her real-life situation going on during that show that she, they would have just been like, yeah, let's just make you the bad kid. Yeah, she's been through a lot in real life, for sure. Yeah. Poor, poor thing. But I, I actually, I really like uh, Jodie Sweetin now, like present day. Oh, me too. I think she's, uh, she deserves more than Candace Cameron Burr. Is it Candace Cameron Burr actually, or is it Burre? I don't, I don't know. know. I, I sort of say Burre to like make fun of her, which is really me. Yeah. But I think it is Burr. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's Burr too. I like, I like to say Candace Cameron Burre. I just, to me, it, like, she, I, I feel like she would walk in, like, and be like, uh, table, my table's under uh, Candace Cameron Beret. <laughs> <laughs> the um, A is silent. <laughs> she, although, it's a silent she's so shady. I, I, I'm sorry. I have theories about her that she's low-key shady, and I'm sure. Oh, right. please. Let's talk about how shady. I agree. I think that she was, like, just pissed now because I bet she was going to get on that train once her kids were college age oh, yeah. of scamming them in. But now she's like, oh, there's it's going to be harder because there's going to be more people on the lookout. I don't know. And the day that the story broke, I believe it was a Tuesday. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, it was a Tuesday. The sky was clear. It was, I think it was a Tuesday, but either way, she was caught by paparazzi, like in full hair and makeup, leaving and going into a restaurant in Beverly Hills to have lunch. And like, she's looking at the camera and it's like, girl, you are just doing the most. Like, why can't you just, you know, go into hiding like everybody else did? But no, she didn't. She was like, I'm out here with my smug smile and you know about it. And there's going to be photos of me. And I just, I was like, oh, there she goes. There she goes. God. Gunning for those yeah. hallmark vacancies, I guess. Yeah, exactly what she's doing. She probably is like, she probably was the one that tipped them off secretly. You know? And just blamed it on someone else. Yeah. Because wasn't it like, I can't remember who tipped it off. It was someone involved in something completely different, right? They were like, oh, I know about this other thing that's happening. Yeah, something like that. Oh, well. And and then I don't know if you – I did not watch this, but I heard about it afterwards. Um. Of course, Fuller House won something at the Kids' Choice Awards the weekend after or 
a couple days after. Really? I did not know that. Yeah. So the entire cat, like uh, Candace and Jody and the kids and I think, I don't know if the older, I don't know if Stamos and Kulye and Saget were there, but definitely uh, Jody Sweeten and Kimmy, uh, Andrea Barber, um, they were yeah. all there and they, in their acceptance speech, um, I believe it was Candace who made some speech about, uh, you know, families stick together through the tough times, obviously a very veiled message of support for Lori. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now we see what you're doing, Candace. It all just seems so performative. Yeah, it really does. Everything she does. Yeah. It's, it's just placed on me. She has a book called Kind is the New Classy, which oh, – or no, Classy is the New Kind? I don't know. That's a good – Classy is the New Kind. Oh, that sounds right. Woof. Let's – I want to look – okay. <laughs> woof. I can't. I'm sorry. I feel bad to be so negative about her, but – Classy is the New Kind. Kind is the New Classy is what it's – Yeah. Is what it's called. Um, I like – why is it so it's canned the I'm looking at the cover now. She's wearing a disgusting outfit. And it says Candace, Cameron in pink and Burr in white. I don't get the like why is it why is Cameron in pink? It makes it seem like her name is Cameron. Yeah, that's very strange. Oh, I'm looking yeah. at it. It's oh, the, and the 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 font is like Pinterest craft font. Oh, it's live laugh love on wood font. I hate it. <laughs> and the fringe jacket. Oh, I hate it so much. I hate it too. Who? Like it seriously looks like that jacket was like put through a shredder. Oh. The description is truly. Uh, oh God. What is it? What is it? Okay. As it, okay, now I would like to preface this by saying that I am not judging any person that subscribes to any religion, any belief system, any. No, absolutely not. I, you know, all for it. Believe what you believe. We believe what you believe. I believe in some really weird shit. Exactly. So it's like believe what you believe with conviction. Fully. It's it's just it's just her really. But this description <laughs> as a Christian woman in today's world, you face pressure on all sides from clashing cultural expectations. How can you stay true to who God has uniquely created you to be in the face of the script you've been given? The secret Cameron Beret has learned is kindness. It's classy. <laughs> Unexpected, even countercultural, oh, no. and ultimately wins the day. Whether you're navigating major life choices, questions of calling and career, relationships, or personal goals, she shows you how to step into a new way to flourish as a woman today. Oh my God. Oh, I hate it so much. Oh, I just. Uh, me too. It's I bless her. Bless her heart. <laughs> yeah. Cameron Bure. Um, but so so she said that at the Kids Choice Awards. And then um 
I believe the only other two people to sort of speak out a little bit was uh, John Stamos was caught by TMZ. And they, of course, tried to ask him, like, you know, did you have any thoughts about Lori? And he was just like, I'm not going to comment on that at this time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wonder how disappointed they are in Lori. I or maybe they knew, knew the whole time. Yeah. I mean, maybe my feel, my gut feeling is that they didn't know because I, I believe all these people knew that what they were doing was inherently wrong, if not illegal. No, I think they knew it was yeah. illegal too. But you think they knew that it was illegal? I feel like they knew that it was probably illegal, but it was just like, ugh, what are they going to do about it? Like the way that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't know what's illegal that you're like. I do illegal stuff too. That I'm like, what are they going to do about it? Like pirating something. They probably was thought it was like equivalent. Yeah. Of but like illegally dad, streaming. Right. It's like something that like in, in their mind, it's the equivalent of, well, everybody's doing it. So, you know, whatever. But I, I think knowing the way that it has gone, like the, the reason behind them, these parents wanting to do this, that they probably didn't, ever tell anyone because that would be admitting that their kid is not smart enough to get into certain schools. That's right. They want to like have the pride of, right. Of, you know, being like, Oh yes, my, my Olivia Jade's SAT scores were phenomenal. Even though she didn't, she's never read a book a day in her life. Yeah, exactly. Oh yes. Her math scores were incredible. She just, she knows so much about, math from the chemistry of makeup right yeah I mean, you know my kid not only is my kid um gorgeous and successful at youtubing and you know following <laughs> and has all these endorsement deals and whatever she's also you know smart enough to go to usc and she's gonna be on the yeah. team and Whatever. The rowing, that is what killed me. The rowing, taking pictures. I need to see those photos. We will never see them, but I would die to see them. I would I, I, you don't think that we'll ever see them? You don't think that they'll ever be leaked? I don't know. I mean, I hope so, but I, who knows? I feel like one day someone's going to under uncover them. They're going to be filed, like some iCloud one day is going to be hacked again and it'll just appear one day in all of our um explore feeds yeah I, I would love to see it I loved their courtroom sketches they were truly iconic I did not see the courtroom sketches well you should look them up there um I believe it's Lori she looks they made her look like Melania Trump which just brings up another <laughs> darkness to it <laughs> okay I'm looking at varsity blues courtroom oh my god right oh because what is she doing now? Is she just like in? So I, I don't really know what she's doing right now, but I do know I saw um, on Twitter the first candid photo of um, Lori and her husband. And it's so bleak. They look so sad. <laughs> They're just she's like sitting on a I think it's on a sidewalk and he's just standing there and they look so depressed. <laughs> Oh my god. I love I love that these these honestly these sketches of her look like art. Yeah, it's um, They're very artistic. I mean, you could sell those for a lot of money. Uh people already made tote bags with those on them. Which I oh my god. <laughs> oh, I love it. I absolutely can't get enough of it. Oh, I'll send you the um 
the first candid photo. Let me find you on Twitter. It's it's good. And she has somebody pointed out a in the photo you can see her handbag next to her. And it's like a $2,000 handbag. Like, you know, uh, some things just don't change. <laughs> I just cannot feel bad for her. Yeah, no, I, I I really have a hard time feeling bad for anybody involved in this. The only, the only people that I might feel sympathy for are kids who genuinely didn't know. Oh, yes. I feel bad for them because I think that it says something about how they were told their whole life how like special and perfect they were. That, yes. like, they wouldn't think, oh, of course I I didn't take this SAT or I didn't – or maybe I took it, but I, I didn't study at all and I'm somehow getting into this top college. Of course I would have gone all these things. Like, it makes perfect sense. It's so wild. Like, do you not – I don't know. That's why I also have a hard time believing that, you know, the kids didn't know even though they're going to try and claim they didn't. Like – don't you kind of have an idea of what your academic abilities are and where right. you get? I mean, how do you not know? I don't know. I think I think it's because think of how dumb a lot of their friends are, are whose parents are just buying them places and like you know b- making big donations and stuff. Yeah, but not yeah. straight up like doctoring tests. I mean, I just don't know why you would be so like why. Why didn't they just donate a a bunch of computers or buy a a park and put the school's name on? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't get why they had to cheat. Yeah. Um, the one of the funny things I saw was that um, in the aftermath, I, I believe it was Dr. Dre like was bragging about. And I don't. I didn't see exactly what he said, but he was bragging about how his daughter got in to USC on her own merit. But then it came out later that he had donated $70 million to them. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, they're not exactly going to turn her away when her dad has donated $70 million. Like, why didn't they do that? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, this picture is so bleak. It's so, <laughs> so bleak. It's such a mood. It's such a mood. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Oh. This is glorious. This is perfection. Also, I never knew um, what her husband looks like. Not that I, um, I mean, I guess that's not really like I wouldn't know who most famous people's uh, husbands look like, but um, I, I didn't know what he looked like. And I also didn't really, really know how rich he was. Like I knew about the the clothing line and that it went to Target. And Oh, yeah. You know, I didn't even know that she was married to the Target clothes guy. I didn't even know there was a guy behind the brand of Target. I thought that that was just their brand. Yeah, I get um, in my brain, I sort of jumble uh, Massimo, Moschino, and Missoni. Like they're all three. Like, <laughs> What's it? Is it's Massimo? This is Massimo, yeah. Or at least Massimo. it was. I don't know. Yeah. Because um, I guess that's his first name. So, you know, that's that's where I got the inspo from. But those three brands, I just sort of interchange in my brain. And I just, I did not know how rich they were. Like in my mind, I'm like, get it, Lori. Like get that target money, honey. And then yeah, I'm like, mm. <laughs> why did you yeah. mess that up? <laughs> She's definitely going to always have this like – in her obituary, eventually, there's going to be a blurb about this scandal. Yeah. Right after yeah. Um, 
fam- most famous for her role as Uncle Becky and later on the <laughs> Operation yeah. Varsity Blues scandal. <laughs> it's so She it's lived a full life. Wow, for sure. Wow. What her impact is wild. It's <laughs> it goes across generations. Yeah, I mean it's that's a multi-generational. Is you like I don't know about you, but I think of I I don't I don't necessarily think of Full House as like you know a well I guess it is sort of but a classic sitcom that you know spans so many generations. But everybody knew who she was. Like that's oh yeah. There's no questioning that, which is really wild to me that she played you know this character on the show and then kind of revived it a little bit and you know every like. She, um, it was not, there was no question that she was well known for this role. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. I think because also the Full House was on like Nick at Night and stuff and even kids who didn't watch it or people who didn't watch it when it was on, they've seen it in syndication. So. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is such a big like cultural, it's like the classic 90s sitcom. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's it's I don't know I just I guess I, I guess it's because her public image is so 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 wholesome that that yeah. makes it so much more juicy. Like I like I'm trying to compare it to like if I don't know if if uh, hmm, like like Friends was equally and is equally as big of a cultural thing. But like if right if if David Schwimmer had done this <laughs> thing for his kid. We wouldn't be like, oh my god, because he just wanted yeah. a like, wholesome character, right? We wouldn't be so. We'd be like, oh, okay, and you know, uh, interesting choice. Rich people shit, but yeah, no, but th- like this, it's just oh, it's fascinating. Yeah, I just didn't. I never. Ex- I honestly didn't expect it from her. I gotta say, me neither. When I the 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 first like a logical thought that sort of came to my brain after I was getting all these alerts about it that day was just the first thought was I never in my wildest dreams thought I would be putting Lori Loughlin and any sort of scandal in the same sentence. And yet no. <laughs> I would have thought, you know, in all in like the full house crew, I think that I would have, you know, hands down Candace Cameron Bure believed yes her her scandal's coming i think she's gonna want to out scandal Lori laughlin oh you think oh i think i think later on she's gonna be like i think once like in a few years i give i get a bit about 10 years when she just like i think that she's gonna want to like not get caught but i think it'll be like she's going to get caught in like a future scandal but i think that she's like building up to have like something harbor so that she can harbor it deep down inside of her that she's done something even you know non-violent but maybe more of a public scandal maybe like a cheating I could see her in like a embroiled in a cheating not cheating uh, sorry not like this but like a cheating on her husband scandal. oh yeah absolutely I definitely can see something like that or like embezzling money of some co- like laundering money for drugs I don't know I could see it <laughs> I, I see it down the road that she's like secretly like has a a war- warehouse full of cash from like I don't know some sort of 
maybe she was facilitating something like this. It would. Be, I think it'll give her ideas to would, facilitate cheating. <laughs> I don't know. It would be such a delicious twist if she was the one that outed Lori. <laughs> yeah, like, if, oh, it would be a delicious twist. But that'll have to be like the fictional version of it. I know the fictional version I mean I just like I really want a Lifetime or Hallmark movie of of this and Candace Cameron plays you know e- either the detective on the case or the person who secretly outed them or a secret it's like a detective that's on the case that actually was like the ringleader all, all, this whole time yeah Oh, and you know, the second that it broke, she she texted or called Lori and she was like, I'm praying for true? you. Is this true? Yeah. You're in my thoughts and my prayers. Yeah. That's exactly like she, she definitely made a point to contact her so that she could say, <laughs> you did. And she, I'm really just casting such a dark shadow on this person, but I just, <laughs> you, know, you know, like truly where it comes from, like, like, like I said, she's totally entitled to her beliefs and there's, there's no, yeah. Beliefs. And it's like, it has nothing to do with that. It's just that she yeah. just seems like such a annoying person. <laughs> she, I'll never forget this. I want to say it was, it was several years ago. So maybe like 2011, 2012 after it had come out that um, uh, Chick-fil-A had supported a bunch of anti-LGBTQ groups, advocacy, advocacy groups, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and given them money or something. Um, immediately after that news came out, she posted, I think it was on Twitter, um, a photo of her and one of her kids eating like a Chick-fil-A chicken Of course she did. And being like, oh, we we love our we love Chick Fil A or something. I, I I don't the details are fuzzy at this moment, but I was just like, are you kidding me with that? Like, miss me with that garbage. I can't <laughs> miss me with it. Like, I I just I, like oh, it makes my skin crawl basically. Yeah, and I the thing with the View and Trump. Oh yeah, she just. She's not someone I can get behind. No, definitely. I'm sorry, can't. but I just cannot. <laughs> you Candace cannot. I just can. I Candace cannot. I cannot with Candace. <laughs> Neither can I. I just. Uh, <laughs> I I I I said to my husband when we were watching Full House in in light of all this and um recording this. I I was like, you know. I think this makes me like Lori even more. And somehow if I was ever stuck in an elevator and had to be between Lori Laughlin and Candace Cameron, I would still rather be stuck in an elevator with Lori Laughlin. Oh, <laughs> hands down, hands down. I, yes, I, I think it, this makes her much more of an interesting person. Like there's oh, this whole sorry. side of her. We don't even know anything about. Yeah. Of course, what she did was awful and wrong. Yes. But I also think it, it adds uh, more more layers to her. Yeah, definitely. Than I ever thought. Truly, like who knew that that she would, you know, fall prey to the the pressures of having your kids in a certain college and you know, wow, doing doing like truly paying that much money. Like I, I know um Felicity Huffman, it was fifteen thousand dollars, right? But with her it was five hundred thousand. Is that right? 
Really? Oh my God. Some crazy amount of money, which no degree is worth it. I'm sorry. Literally no degree. No, no, no. Like definitely my, my student loans are more than $15,000, but I fifty five hundred thousand is that what yeah. you said for Lori yeah. for USC plus like it's not like she's also getting she did she get like a scholarship? No, like I'm I'm sure she well she's I mean, like paying out of pocket right to actually go to the school. It's so wild. Yeah, so it's like it's that on top of the price of admission <laughs> and the price of the tuition. I mean. Ugh. It's, and now they're not even they, – they both dropped out. <laughs> really? Yeah, they both dropped out. They both said – both of her girls said afterwards that they weren't going back. I mean, they didn't come out and say this, but um, reports came out that they both dropped out. So it's like after all that, they're not even going to get a degree from that school. <laughs> oh, I feel like they didn't want to do it in the first place. At least, like, I don't know about the other one, but Olivia Jade, she didn't even want to go to school. I know the, all those videos that came out after of her being like, I just, you know, I don't want to miss out on game days and partying. It's, it's all, oh, it's like, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they should have, Lori really should have like taken it from Mary Kay and Ashley who did not go to college, who did not graduate, that you don't need a degree to be successful or yeah. elite. Yeah. So um, Mary Kay and Ashley are the pinnacle of, class and success and everything and they did not get a degree they got a degree from the hard knocks school of hard knocks <laughs> school of hard knocks yeah it's true <laughs> they, um they the other thing that i saw uh a, a, like a clip that had been unearthed was it was Lori laughlin talking to some like christian news network or something and it was a few years ago um and the, the interviewer was like, why, you know, you've always chosen pretty like wholesome roles and wholesome projects. And, and, you know, is there a reason for that? You've never, you know, been in anything, you know, uh, suggestive or provocative. And, and she was like, she was like, I never wanted to choose it, you know, make any decisions that would embarrass or hurt my family. Oh my God. Daughters. Like she's going on and on. She's like, I have two daughters and um, I, I just, I want them to be proud of me and it's just, oh, it's, it's, so oh my rich. God, oh, <laughs> that is so rich. <laughs> that is just the richest, richest cake I've ever tasted. It's like, it's every, like, like everything that is out there is always out there and it can always be found and, you know, people just. People That's why I think that it. we will one day unearth the rowing photos. Yeah, you're probably right. Because someone has it. I mean, even if it's in the courts, someone has access. Yeah. Right? Isn't it evidence? It has to be, I would assume. So someone has it. And for the right price, they will leak it. Well, I can't wait because I'm dying to see those. I know. Dying. (laughs) Absolutely dying. Such a good scandal. I guess it's not like super Mary Kane Ashley focused, but it's in the it's in the world of Mary Kane Ashley. So I'm glad that we were able to talk about it. It is, and it's so linked to Full House. It's I mean so you know. linked to I mean there's just multiple there's the cheating to get into the preschool episode and the SAT 
episode where they basically are like, she's dreaming that they're helping her cheat. Yeah. Becky, Lori Laughlin was destined for a life of cheating and scandal <laughs> by being involved in those two episodes. <laughs> I think that she's like, she, you know, maybe she wasn't like thinking when she was doing this, oh, like in the episode of those episodes of Full House, but I think it was deep in her subconscious driving <laughs> these, these actions. Yeah, she would have I, I given guess. Olivia Jade a burrito of a walkie-talkie with the answers to the SATs if she could. Yeah, I, and the poor girl probably needed it. Let's be real. I know, <laughs> right? I just I can't think. I'm like, oh my god, how much of a dummy was she? Because they must, if if she was like having to cheat to get like her, her the SAT scores, then her grades must have been so bad that they were like, we can't let you in. With even with the money we have, like we can't have someone who's getting such bad grades in the school. I don't know. But that, I don't know. It, it's that's then, then then as parents, they should have just said, okay, you know, we we would rather our child pursue the path that they are passionate about and that they, you know, like it's just having all the access to all that privilege and all those opportunities that so many kids don't, it's such a, it's such a bummer that they couldn't have just said, you know, it's okay to not go to school. It's okay to do whatever you want. Like you don't, you don't need a degree to be successful and you certainly don't need it to be happy. You know? No, I mean, take it from, just send her to clown college. Yeah. <laughs> like Kimmy clown yeah. or, you know, or DJ in the dream clown you. Yeah, it's, I mean, and, and also the, um, going back to the testing one, did DJ before that, and I can't remember because it's been a minute since I've watched a lot of them, but did she like always express aspirations to go to Stanford or was that? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I do not, re- I do not think so. Was she? And does she get college? into Stanford? Does she get into Stanford? I don't rem- Honestly, I don't remember. I don't think they followed up on that. I don't think that they... Yeah. Followed up on that um, storyline. Yeah, I it's it's definitely it's so funny. I like I don't remember when it ended. She was still in high school, right? Yeah, I think it was the prom. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it was the prom episode, and she and in Fuller House, they don't say that she ever went to Stanford. Yeah, she definitely didn't go to Stanford. <laughs> oh, sorry, your test just it wasn't that good. <laughs> All in all, two very solid episodes. Um, I mean, I still have, will always have a soft spot in my heart for Full House. Um, it's to me just the the most fun thing to watch. Um, and you know, even though there was so much devious activity happening there behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. No. Totally. Ah. Uh, well, I yes, it's pretty pretty good stuff. <laughs> There was like something happening in my house where there was like something was falling outside or in the hallway. Oh no. I was trying to figure it out. I was like, what was that noise? It sounded like they were chopping down a tree. Oh my goodness. I don't know if you could hear it. It was like, boom, boom. I could, no, I, I couldn't. So you couldn't? <laughs> no. Yeah, I was like, what is that? <laughs> I got distracted. Sorry. <laughs> 
Do you have anything else to add about the the like the scandals of uh, of the of the scandals of the time or the past, present, future of Full House and? No, I, you know, I, I'm definitely waiting with bated breath to see how it all unfolds. And, um, I mean, you know, only time will tell, but I'm sure that she will kind of Lori, I mean, and Felicity Huffman. I feel like we've ignored her a little bit. even. Yeah. I don't know much about Felicity Huffman. Yeah. Well, so. the funny thing about her or sort of ironic now, I don't, she doesn't have this like pristine image that Lori Laughlin did. But she had this bizarre, like, parenting blog called What's Oh, yeah! Where she would, like, sell those, like, inspirational mom quote mugs. Yeah, what and, the hell were up with those mugs? And I, like, it's, just, it's, so, it's so funny to me that this whole sort of, like, demographic of of moms on social media, especially now that, you know, mommy bloggers and you know, whatever, whether they're famous or just, you know, social media famous, it, it really just does set up to like, nobody is perfect and everybody makes mistakes. But when you like mm-hmm. when you read these things, you know, even like when I go to random blogs to find, I don't know, a recipe or something, you read these like women's stories about how like, they they do everything perfect and they spend like hours making their kids lunch and and all these things and like I don't even have kids but I feel like woefully inadequate because I don't yeah. do these <laughs> things and I'm like what is wrong like this is just not normal nobody is like this and you know I think these two women are like such a great example of or, or, or kind of a sad example of like how that pressure to kind of be a perfect parent and and project this image can just really come crumbling down it's like for what like what was the point oh I know and it's those mommy bloggers I just cannot handle them at all I hate I hate it I hate it with I know a mommy blogger and just her whole persona I'm like I know you and what like what is this like this image that you're trying to uphold for your thousands and thousands of followers and what are you giving them? What are you serving them? And all those types of people would just scam their way into college for their kids for sure. Yeah. To keep up with the appearance of being a great mom. Yeah. And that's where, you know, this, this whole thing sort of comes full circle and it's like, why, why are we, why are we, why are we putting all this pressure why are parents putting all this pressure on not only themselves to be a perfect parent, but on their kids who would would do just fine doing whatever they want to do and, and will figure things out? It's like people are just so afraid of kids, you know, failing, whether it's a class or not getting into a, diff- a certain school. Like, why? Like, at the end of the day, none of it matters. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're right. Like, at the end of the day... None of it matters. Yeah, it's just to echo you in that. <laughs> it's, like truly, it's I, I I just can't wait to see it unfold. I guess <laughs> I know. I think that it'll really unleash like a, a spiral of scandals amongst celebrities. Um, hopefully, amongst the Full House gang. I'm really hoping that it's like there's a scandal with Joe with you know Joey. What's his name? Oh, Dave Coulier. Dave Coulier. 
<laughs> I hope like, you know, he's done something at like or every sitcom star, I hope it really like bubbles up some some new dirt. Yeah, it's I mean, you know, what uh an expression that my favorite former coworker used to say was always whatever happens in the dark always comes to the light. Oh, that is just a (laughs) deep ass quote. It's so true. I I think about it all the time. I'm like, you know what? Like, yeah, she was right. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever happens in the dark. That's like, uh, that's going to be the, um, the like tagline or whatever of this eventual Hallmark movie. Yes, I need them to hire me. I want to write. I know we, you I need to write it. Write it. Write it now. Write the screenplay now. Get it to their desk soon, ASAP, so they can start. You know, I think this would be a really. F- it would honestly be such a good movie or it's, play. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be something for sure. And it's gonna even be great. a whole mini series. I mean, yeah. <laughs> make this be a mini series. Yeah, it's it's perfect. It's truly you like you couldn't you it's like it, it's it was made for I think Hallmark is a little too frothy, but it was definitely made for lifetime. How yeah. a lifetime movie is beyond me. It should have I been. know. It is, I think that it's going to. I definitely think it'll be lifetime. I think I feel like Netflix could pick it up. Yeah. I think it could be a um, you know, Hulu miniseries. Definitely. It's, it's, it's going to be good. I, I hopefully, um, it all, I mean, I don't want to say like, you know, hopefully it all works out for the best for them because, you know, yikes. But I just hope that no one like, you know, gets so, you know, I, I just hope no one gets like so torn up about it that they like crash their car into a bridge. Like I hope that they feel like they can move past it. Yeah. And I also hope that, um, this will sort of shed light on, um, the, the, the culture of, of getting kids into college just as a whole. And, and maybe- or thinking that like, I know like uh, so many people are like, Oh, the like, um, affirmative action is taking away my kids chances to go to a good college. Yeah. Like clearly not. not. <laughs> like, clearly there's major bigger issues at play here that, you know, the entire idea behind college admissions is just so screwed. And just, yeah, rich people being able to just buy their way in and the price of colleges to begin with. I'm like, with all this money that rich people are donating to all these colleges, why are there, why is there admission costs at all? Why are there tuition costs at all? Yeah, that's the saddest thing is if, if all these super wealthy people had, uh, instead given that money to like create a scholarship. So a a kid that wouldn't have otherwise been able to afford to go could have gone. And then their kid would have also gotten in. Um, That would have been such a win-win. And she would have looked like how amazing would she have looked if she had donated, if, if the, you know, Lori Laughlin scholarship for whatever, whatever was there $500,000. Like how many kids could have gone to that school? I know. For that money. Lori, it is baffling. We live in a pretty messed up world. Like that's, with that's a pretty like, messed up college system. Oh, like she, that could have, that would have been so amazing and just such an incredible story. And like, wow, you just had to, you had to do it that way. Okay. <laughs> 
It's strange. It is such a weird, weird world that we live in. Dumbest shit ever makes me so mad, but it makes for good drama. Definitely. <laughs> like, think, I mean, at what cost do we really want to have, like, college be fairly priced? Because then we – if everything was fair, then we would not have had this scandal and our lives would be so boring. Right. We'd have less to talk about. Yeah. And if if every kid was given a truly equal shot at, you know, whatever school they were trying to get into and, and those factors weren't at play, then – yeah, these kids would not have gotten in. Obviously, they couldn't on yeah. their merit. So it's oh, – goodness. I know. <laughs> it's a doozy. However, it's it, fun. It's is- fun to talk about. It shouldn't have happened. It's a shame, but it's still um, – it's still fun to – yeah. It's a shame, <laughs> but what are we going to do? We live in a world of uh, unfair opportunity. Yeah, it's it, this this definitely. I mean, I, I think most people were generally aware of that, but this definitely just kind of like shone the light on it and was like, yeah, wow, yeah, okay, that's all right, yeah. <laughs> I I genuinely had fun catching up on Full House. Yes, uh, it makes me. It's like uh, it's such a good show. It's such a good show. It's a bad good show. Yeah, it's. I mean, for sure, it's 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 funny that. Um, you know, it came out in a, in an era where sitcoms were a dime a dozen and they were all over all the networks. And yet for some reason, that's the one that kind of has persisted. Um, it's, it's, it's very cool. Yeah. I don't know how it's the test of time, but it has. Yeah. It's it always really- like something I also always think is like, it's weird how early nineties it is. Like it actually is. And to me, it always feels so much later yeah. Like I never doesn't look like other early 90s shows or late 80s shows cuz it was like I'll watch episodes that were like 1992 and I'm like that doesn't look like 1992. It looks like it's I don't know, at least like 95, but it really fucks with my like percep- perception of time. That's true. I never I really think. thought about that. Because, like, the episodes of them trying to get into school, the preschool, it's, like, that was, what, 93? I think so, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look like 19. I mean, I was only – I was their age. I was thinking Alex's age in 1993. But I still, like – I guess my perception of it from media makes it seem like 1993 was, like, so – everything was so different looking. I don't know. I don't know if that's yeah. relevant to the, to no, the conversation. No, it, yeah. no, it is. I think, um, I think too, when you, when you watch, I mean, at least I find when you watch something continuously, like, like I've watched full house all that time, basically. So it feels sort of timeless in a way, whereas putting on an episode of a, a different show, maybe that you like didn't watch all the time. It's like, Oh, this looks and feels very dated because. Oh, you're right. I think it's probably because it's like, this is something that you, we've like watched so much of throughout the years that it doesn't feel dated. Yeah. That's probably true. But I can't even think of another show that's like from this era that I don't watch that just feels so dated and old. Um, 
I mean, I, I think all the TGIF shows, like if I, um, what were they like family matters? Yeah. I didn't like, yeah. I didn't really like family matters very much, I but that one does feel dated when I watched it again. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones that were oh, like, step by step. step. Yeah. Oh, that feels so day. Growing pains was another oh, one. I loved growing pains. I actually did too. <laughs> I loved Growing Pains so much. Yeah, I did. Um, I loved, um, God, what's it called? Oh my God, I can't remember. It was with uh, Tony. Uh, oh, who's the boss? What? Who's the boss? Yes, who's the boss? I love who's oh, the boss. I love who's the boss. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's so funny. I haven't thought about some of those shows in so long. Yeah, I love Who's the Boss. I love Growing Pains, especially when uh, I loved Growing Pains when Leah Leonardo DiCaprio was on it. Yeah, wow. But I didn't really like Step by Step. I thought it was so boring. Yeah, I didn't like that show either. Anytime it would come on, I would turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any other shows, though, during that time. Well, I think in the later years, it was like Boy Meets World. Yeah, Boy Meets World and uh, Sabrina, Two of a Kind, Hello. Two of a Kind, Hello. Yes, of course. The one and only. Yeah. The one and only, the the best show of our generation. (laughs) I think. That show was robbed of several good seasons. Yeah, it definitely was. It's weird to think that like – Two of a Kind was on in 98, 99, right? And then So Little Time was on like three years later, two years later, like not much longer, not much later in time. Yeah. But they grew up so much. Yeah. I mean, they were definitely, they were on TV for literally, I mean, people say this all the time, but like they were on TV for literally their entire childhood. Yeah. They had like a little bit of a break between house and two of a kind and then like a little break between full house and so little time and then we didn't get another mary kate and ashley show i wonder if they have reached out to Lori. probably not <laughs> oh i'm sure that they i wonder if like Lori's been waiting by the phone waiting for their call <laughs> she's just like because she's probably getting flooded you know with so many people reaching out and saying that they're thinking about her and that she's like in their prayers or like does she need anything and then she's like Mary can actually gonna reach out to me too no they're busy they're probably like oh of course you did that yeah they're probably like oh amateurs I know <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm I am curious if they even have an opinion or if they even care or if they think it's messed up. They probably – do you think they even know? They don't really seem like the types that, like, watch TV. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe they don't even know. I do think maybe one really- of their, like, plebe friends who, like, does watch TV would be like, hey, did you hear about Lori? And they'd be like, huh? Yeah. She did this. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, it very much seems to me – in the realm of possibility that either they, that, that they just sort of like briefly heard about it and were just like, Oh yeah, whatever. And then moved on. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it was not even like a topic of conversation at any point. And yeah, I don't think that yeah, they I, care about all, any of that stuff. No, they definitely don't. They, they are not 
like I, I know um, some of the cast of Friends has admitted that they will like watch reruns and stuff when they see them on. They, uh, the Olsen twins definitely are not sitting there watching reruns of Full House. That is just oh, never. no. <laughs> Never. I don't think that they watch any of their old movies or shows. No, I definitely not. They uh, probably just not forget that all that happened, but just sort of uh, they're like, yeah, that was a past life. <laughs> yeah, that on. probably feels like to them like it was a part of a whole different life for them. Yeah, that's like true. I don't think I doubt that they identify with like full house version of themselves or so little time or two of a kind. I know yeah. maybe they do. Maybe there is like some nostalgia from, for that time for them, but they don't strike me as like, Oh yeah, let's like watch two of a kind for fun as like a home video. Yeah, no, I don't think so. They're too busy. <laughs> They're busy running an empire. They don't. Have <laughs> They're boys. busy running. Uh, oh, by the way, my friend found the row pants at Goodwill. Really? But they were full of stains, and she didn't get them. And I was like, "What?" I I was like, "Where? Which Goodwill?" Because I'll go right now and get them. I would have bought them and then just taken them to the cleaners and tried to get them. I know. I need to – it reminds me. I'm going to text my friend right now and be like, which Goodwill were those pants at? Well, that's – I mean, it's good to know at least, I guess, that they end up making the Goodwill rounds, and you never know. You may spot something else. I know. You may spun another – yeah, she gets Elizabeth and James stuff all the time. I used to see Elizabeth and James clothes at uh, Nordstrom Rack. I mean, not that it was like – you know, dirt cheap, but like definitely significantly cheaper. Yeah. Like I bought a couple of things and I mean, they were definitely more expensive than normal shirts that I would buy. But when I saw them and, and I liked them and I was like, you know what, I'm going to buy these. And, um, you know, as a, I think, actually, I think I bought them for myself as like a college graduation present to myself. <laughs> and, uh, Every time I see them now, I'm just like, yeah, like I, I love these shirts. <laughs> <laughs> they just bring me joy. Oh, yes. I would never Marie Kondo them. I love them so much, even though they don't actually – one of them does fit, um, but I was uh, I was significantly heavier in college, and so the, the other one is just like comically big. Like I, when, I, when I was moving, I like put it on and uh, wore it in front of my husband. I'm like, does this look like oversized in like a cute way or like <laughs> – Way. And he was just like, you can't wear that. It's like way too big. And I'm like, no, 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 it's, it's oversized. It's, it's oversized. Not <laughs> and he's like, no, oh it does, no. That is. But I didn't get rid of it. I kept it. And, you know, maybe someday. Someday I'll just get it tailored. I know. I, sh- I really should. I had Elizabeth and James pants that my friend, my same friend who found the row pants, that she found them at a Goodwill and she sold them to me or gave them to me or something. And they fit, but they were still pretty tight. They, like, they were just fitted. They were, like, fitted, tailored pants. And one day I was yeah. sitting. They fit me fine. They were just, you know, tight, tight pants. But I was sitting, and yeah. I crossed my legs, and the whole backside ripped. Like, not on a <gasps> oh. seam. Oh, no. But they're so nice. I was like, I can't – these pants were probably originally, like, $600, and they just ripped out of – from nothing – what cheap pieces of shit? 
Yeah, that's that's not great. Yeah, but I still have them in hopes that one day I will try to fix them. Yeah, I mean, I I guess, you know, you never know what, what treasures you could uncover. But I guess the good thing is you didn't pay full price or nearly full price for them. Because no, I think I paid been... $15 or $10. $10. Oh, that's that's amazing. I, I actually, when I, um, I was, I was Mary Kate for Halloween in, uh, high school, mm, 2004, I think you remember telling me and then you had like the, I went to Goodwill to get a bunch of clothes because that was in their very, very boho phase. And I was like, I don't want to spend a ton of money. Cause I don't know if I'm going to wear these ever again. Um, so I, I went to Goodwill and I got like the coolest stuff and I love, it was so fun. That is, uh, yeah, I love, I love, I love it. And I love the, the Goodwill hauls. I was at, did I tell you I was Ashley Olsen for Halloween once? No, yes. maybe. <laughs> I don't know, but that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think it was 2000 and I want to say it was 2011. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was a little later on. It, when I went to the Halloween party, nobody knew who I was. They were like – because I was just like dressed like cute. Like I wasn't dressed like yeah. – like it wasn't obviously an Olsen twin, especially without the other twin. I mean – Yeah, I did. I also did not have another twin and it was so, so, so sad. But the only reason that people really did know who I was um, was because I had two things. I had a – pair of ginormous sunglasses which I still wear to this day and that was very much their thing at the time they always wore super big sunglasses and I also it's funny to think about now but I made my mom go to Starbucks because I I was too young and I didn't drink coffee and we had like one Starbucks 15 minutes away so I made her go to Starbucks and get something to drink in a big venti cup and then I washed it out and carried the cup around and that was (laughs) I think I had a huge purse. Like I, every I was all in, and so everybody knew who I was because that was very much yeah. the look at the time. Um, it's funny to think about a time when I didn't like mainline a bunch of coffee all day every day. <laughs> <laughs> but I was I was younger then. <laughs> yeah, you know, we change, we evolve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would still rock that look today, though, if I. I still had all those clothes. I would, I would still do it. It was fun. I wish I had more photos. This was before even, I, I don't even know if I had a digital camera. Oh yet. yeah. I, was, I had a digital camera, I think in 2000, I think the year that I got it was 2005 that I got like an actual digital camera that wasn't, that I like, worked and you. Yeah. Oh, wow. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> any hoozle. That definitely that conversation definitely took a turn from Lori Laughlin to dressing up as the Olsen dressing twins up on Halloween. as Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> it's I I wanted to dress up like them for Halloween as an adult with Ryan, but he says no. Oh, <laughs> like dressing up like Michelle era, like the or you know the 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 overalls from the trench coat twins videos. That would be cute. But he says it would just be too weird. I was like, oh, 
I haven't dressed up for Halloween since I was in college. And I, I have so many ideas of costumes that I think of every year. And then I have nowhere to go. So I just, they're just in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like if I ever had friends that got it together enough to have a costume party, I'd have like five different ideas. But as of right now, I don't. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, it's okay. You'll because can you not? I never go to Halloween parties. I just go to bars. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. like I. I just I got. To, I think I just got to that point where going to a bar on Halloween was just like, mm, no. just not, not worth it. Especially in like in the areas like where I would go, it's like truly, it's, it's like 19 year old. Heinous. And I just can't hang like that anymore. I, the, the one time recently that I went out on like a big night was, um, the day before Thanksgiving. I don't know if this is, like this where you are but it's where because everybody is like home from college on break so all the like local towns have everybody gets together at local bars and like I would never do it in my own hometown but um one of my friends wanted to like go out the night before Thanksgiving and so me and my husband went and we felt so old we were just like we can't hang oh like this like we we got in at like nine o'clock and and it was like crowded and and loud or whatever but then at like 11 o'clock they started like charging a cover oh my god no I've never heard of that yeah it's a big thing around here. okay yeah it's not big anywhere that I've lived that it wouldn't be like a big night to go out like you said it was the day before Thanksgiving yeah every year it is a huge thing weird yeah no not here at least not that I've noticed. I don't really go out very often. I go out, but not like – I'm not like always going to the club or like – I ugh, no. Yeah, I just – I feel every time I'm out at one of those – big nights I'm like I just feel way too old like I just want to go watch like a full house rerun I I just can't hang anymore it's just it's too crowded I'm just tired and you know yeah that's I guess that's what happens when you get on the wrong side of 25 (laughs) the wrong side I've never heard that term before the wrong side of 25 I mean now I'm almost about to get on the wrong side of 30 which yikes but um, wait how old are you I will be 30 in October. Oh, my God. Oh, God. That's scary. It's okay. Yeah, I'll be I'll be 29 in November. So we're basically like a year yeah. apart. Hmm. I don't know. Everybody says that your 30s are like the best part of your life. And so I hope that's true. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've heard that the 20 is the – or 30 is the new 20. Yeah. Pretty soon 40 is going to be the new – 30. I guess that would make maybe 40 will one day be the new 20. Yeah. I mean, you know, if people continue to live to like a hundred, then really what difference I think does that we're going to, I feel like our generation is going to live to be, um, I think our generation is going to live to be pretty, pretty old unless we all kill ourselves with the global warming. No. <laughs> 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 on that note, <laughs> yeah, on that note, um, goodbye. <laughs> no. <laughs>
<laughs> no, here's hoping that we will all have long, healthy, healthy lives. lives so that we can the have many more scandals <laughs> in, in our new cycle. <laughs> the planet will not self-destruct. No. <laughs> We'll all learn to um, be kind because as Candace Cameron says, kind is the new classy. Yes. Kind and is the new, is- and that is all she wrote. Okay, you guys. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I think that's good for today. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for coming back on and talking to me about the scandal and also, you know, full house. And of course, these are like some of my favorite topics. I know. To talk I was about, like, so I knew that you would be the best person to talk to about Operation Varsity Blues. Aww. <laughs> it's definitely, um, it, like I said before, it checks on the boxes. So this is. <laughs> It's, it's fun. I, you know, we'll see. I don't know, but thank you of for having course, me. Of course. <laughs> okay, I will stop recording now.